Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. This is your favorite podcast duo coming in again on JMT Pod. This is Devon. This is Anissa. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another installment of the JMT Podcast. I know, boss, listen, don't get mad. I know we've been saying that we can been trying to get these out on a regular schedule two-week basis but things has happened the bottom line is he's old and we are busy <laughs> i know well i kind of will i mean but yeah i used to be busy enough to lose energy on a regular basis i'd be like hey it'd be nine o'clock hey oh man we recording tonight he'd be like yeah we recording tonight two hours later hey oh man we recording tonight man we can record tomorrow yeah. Three weeks later. <laughs> Y'all let a slander I got to put up with in my own soul. I tired of this child, you know. I honest to God died up. No, I lie. I love it at that. But, um, yeah, we got a couple of topics. No we got a couple of topics for y'all on, on, on this podcast. Um, a, a few of them interesting. A few of them may not be on, not so interesting. A few of them may be controversial. Needless to say, um, we still on lockdown. I don't know what week of the COVID-19 situation this is, but Lord knows it's 2020 getting on in history with a bang. It's only the fifth month going into the sixth month, and I'm already done with this year. I was done with this year by, like, the first week of January, but honestly, I don't think we can skip it at this point. Like, it's just, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of how I've been doing, I'm fine, I guess. School's almost over, you know, June 10th, last day, and I have to deal with finals over online school, so that's fun. Um, and I just, everything is, is just, is too, listen, I want to get off this ride. Okay, I, I, I want to get, I don't, I want to get off. Because, like, like, I was like, you know, it'd be cool to live through history, you know, in history class. And I was like, you know, I wonder what I would have done in, like, historical times if, like, stuff went down. And now I'm here and I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no going on, bosses. You got to ride this till the wheels fall off. Um, everything been pretty chill with me for the most part. Uh, I mean, still stuck in the house in the house board. So I trying to keep my time as occupied as possible. Um, been doing a couple house projects, um, finishing up projects I started and didn't have a chance to finish because I didn't have the time to. Or energy. Um, or the energy. Hey, but calm yourself, you know. I can fight you, you know. Stare though. I got energy, but I don't mind, y'all. Um, but <laughs> I just been, just, just trying to, trying to keep occupied. Um, Within the past like week or so, or a little longer than that, we've been dealing with not only the COVID-19 situation, but America is in utter turmoil at this current point in time. There are massive amounts of protests all over the country um, due to George Floyd um, and, and that situation with the police and police brutality. And at this point in time, it honest to God feels like a, a scorch record. Um, it, it seems like every six months, every two weeks, every week and a half, like you hop on social media or something along along those lines, and it's another video of some type of police brutality or somebody getting murdered or somebody getting killed. And honest to God, it's me being a black man in America. <sighs> I am utterly sick of it. Um, like sick to my stomach of it. I can't. I can't stand it, and it never seems to cease. And it's one of those situations that, you know, everybody has their viewpoints on it and their stance on it. But until the system is utterly broken and rebuilt, um, I don't think there's there's ever going to be anything changing. I don't want to be too much of a downer on, on this topic, but... There is no change without growing pains. Boom. 
There is no change without growing pains. Like, if y'all want stuff to happen, um, you do understand that the whole, you know, peaceful, regular sit-ins and all that stuff in the marches, you know, they didn't really work, right? Like, they were still met with violence and brutality. Like, it wasn't us sitting down and being quiet that got us anywhere at all. Like, change comes with growing pains. No matter what, what method we choose, like, it's going to hurt. Like, I remember, well, I remember learning about, like, people, black children, when they were going into, like, newly integrated schools, had to be, like, escorted by the National Guard because people were just so adamant that black children shouldn't get an education. So, like, it's, this isn't anything new. Like, people being upset about this stuff isn't anything new. And people being upset about the way we're trying to change things isn't new either because apparently no matter what method we choose, it's the wrong one. Yeah, kneeling don't work. Uh, marching peacefully don't work. So let's burn this on and see if that work. Um, you know, and again, like I say, everybody got their own viewpoint on it. That's my viewpoint, and my stance on it. Um, obviously, for the last you know sixty plus years or whatever the case may be, you know, we as black people have been trying to appease the masses and, and march peacefully and pray and pray and march. And it seems to always go back um, to, to the same old, same old. But at the end of the day, violence begets violence. So turn another cheek and, 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 and everything else to each his own. But for me and mine, as, as Malcolm X say, by any means necessary. So you take one of mine and take in two of yours. That's my stance on it. Well, moving on. Anyway, um, what do we do today? We went down to Santa Monica and we marched today. We marched today. We, we went put out. on our little activist caps and we was out there. Yeah, we went out with, with the masses today. And for me, it was one of those things where I felt, you know, you kind of sit down and reflect on it. I wasn't alive in the 60s during the civil rights movement. I'm not American. Um, I can't really say I can think of a time growing up in the Bahamas where we had other turmoil um, in terms of to the point where people had to be out in the streets and marching and protesting based off of things that the government did or police brutality or anything along those lines. But just sitting on and, and seeing everything that was going on on social media and interacting with people and talking to people about it and talking to my friends about it and, and you know, talking to my family about it and and. I just felt like I wasn't doing my necessary part. I mean, and I know I, I'm only one person. Like, I can't, you know, influence as much change as, some, you know, some other people could. But I was just literally sitting here this morning on social media and something came across my timeline and I was commenting on it. And I had an epiphany. I'm like, yo, I'm literally sitting here, like, chastising somebody about their views on this exact topic and I really haven't done anything per se in terms of voicing my opinion whether it be me going out marching or or being a part of a protest myself so at that current point in time there was a protest going on in Santa Monica so I got up and I put my clothes on and I was like yo I'm about to go out to the protest and my oldest daughter decided that she wanted to go with me so we got dressed and we went out and we protested today now I can tell you one thing um there are people that are out protesting and there are people that are out looting. So they are not one and the same. I can just put it like that. For everybody, every everybody acts, everybody reacts to situations differently. 
I can't say whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. You know, you could see a situation or be in a situation, and I could react to it one way, and somebody could react to it completely different. So however you feel that your activism or your outrage is being displayed, display it however you want to display it, boss. That's all. That's the only thing that I have to say on the matter. I feel that what I went out and did today was the way that I would react in this situation to put my voice out there, to feel like I was actually physically doing something. Um, and it felt good being out in, in mass with other people and, and talking and walking in the streets and, and doing the things that I've seen people from generations past do. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like like... I know that, you know, the looters and the protesters are not one and the same, but there are people who are looting as protest, and then, but they're not the majority of the people looting, and I think that's part of the problem. Because the people that are, that are just, you know, ransacking, like, small businesses and stuff like that aren't doing it for the cause at all. They're just using the name to, like, maybe make, like, just to make it feel better to themselves or whatever. Like, if you're going to loot and like break into and ruin a business, pick the business and choose it wisely. Maybe organize an actual looting thing for an organization that wasn't necessarily great in the past or was like, I don't know, the Christopher Columbus of corporations. Like, do something like that. But like, going down to the promenade and smashing small businesses that aren't even like chain corporations is not going to do anything except get you maybe some new kicks. Like, I mean, there was a couple. There was a couple of places that they loot that I mean had direct ties to slavery. Wells Fargo, for instance. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, there's a difference between. But I sure they didn't get no money out of Wells Fargo. That was the stupidest thing ever. Wells Fargo and Chase. Like, why you can try to break into an ATM machine, boss? Make it make sense for me. <laughs> this, I let, let me understand. People don't understand how they work. They think that there's just a bunch of money sat behind a screen, and then you press a button, and it all falls out. It's not that. It's not that simple. But. Yeah, um, a lot of this stuff is just, like, it's so, it's interesting because, you know, there's the people burning stuff, and there's the people looting things, and there's the people burning cars, and stealing cars, and stealing jewelry, and burning stores, and Santa Monica was a real mess, I'm gonna tell you that right now, it was a real mess, like, like, there wasn't, there was almost no shop that didn't have a window broken, and some of the stuff was just cleaned out, like, shoe palace, everything was gone, like, everything, Hey, but I could say one thing. Like, there is no blueprint to this. Like, there is no blueprint. Um, and like I said before, to each his own. Like, your activism is your activism. The system's broken. Like, we could all agree on that. The system's broken. My stance again on it is it burn burn it to the ground. Like <laughs> burn burn it all of it to the ground because it wasn't built for us in the first place. We can't start like, over. It's, yeah, we if, still have things to build. Every, every just just get just get rid of all of it, Ex- including the orange in the build White House. From scratch. Build, build everything from scratch. scratch. Because so, like like okay. Uh, there was a sign, one of the protesters of the sign said that white America had a 400-year head start. And, like, there's no way to come back from that, like, at all. Like, we've been trying, like, since we got here, and we didn't ask to be here, by the way. But since we got here, we've been trying to, like, make up that deficit. And then the gap has only been getting wider and wider. And there have been times in history where we've had the opportunity to actually close that gap. And then something terrible happens, and then... No, no, something terribly ain't happen. White people happen. Just call it what it is. You know something terrible. They burn down Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
You had um, the Jim Crow South. You had redlining. Ain't no something happened. White people happened every single time in this country where black people had an opportunity to have the, the to advance themselves, to put themselves in a better situation. White people happened. Even to come down to segregation, segregation was part, desegregation was probably one of the worst things that ever happened to black society in America. Sorry. Give me my soapbox every now and then. Um, wait, what do you, what do you, what do you mean desegregation was the worst? I mean, I'm pretty sure the worst thing that happened to blacks in America was, you know, being forced onto the continent. But, like... I mean, if we can go that route, sure. But before desegregation, you literally had black communities where black people lived and thrived and had black-owned businesses. When desegregation happened, what ended up happening in the grand scheme of things was the best of the, the best of our best left and integrated into white society, leaving the black community with, with less. That was my view on it. You could see it how, however you want to see it. Our listeners could see it however they want to see it. Again, this is my podcast. This is just my thoughts. If you want to listen, listen. If you don't want to listen, then go listen somewhere else. Sorry. I, I ain't apologizing. I ain't sorry. I personally um, do not agree with that view um, because, like, I think that even though, you know, like, integration wasn't, I don't think, I just think, don't think it was handled correctly. Like, I don't think that in the grand scheme, like, they didn't build us up before they dumped us into the big pond. Like, I mean, we were already, sure, like, thriving by ourselves, but, like, they didn't make sure that everybody had the opportunity to get where they needed to be. Like, we didn't have, like, everybody says, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We didn't even have shoes. We didn't have bootstraps. What are we going to pull ourselves up from? Like, there was nothing. There was nothing. So when we, when desegregation happened, it, I mean, it, it happened because it ha- it's a good thing because the more that people, like, are around certain things, the more that they get used to them. So, of course, there was that whole thing, and they had to get used to us, apparently, and we had to get used to them and all kinds of things. But it's just, like, it didn't necessarily, it didn't happen, it, I feel like it, in some, some ways, I feel like it, it either happened too fast or it just, it didn't go the way it was planned. It's like it's like when you make a cake and you just mix all of the ingredients together instead of slowly mixing the wet ingredients into the dry ingredients before baking the cake. Like it ruins the cake. And I understand what you're saying, but even Dr. Martin Luther King said, and don't quote me on this cuz I don't know what the exact quote is, but I'm paraphrasing. That he felt, yeah, that too, man. Power, para, jump out the plane with the cape on your back. However you want to say it. That he felt that he was leading his people into a burning house with desegregation. That's all I saying, boss. So at the end of the day, however you slice the cake, however you want to look at it, however you, you want to think about it. Us, as black people, integrating into white society was one one of, if not the worst situation that we could have put ourselves in. Because not only did we then become dependent on the on the mass in terms of white America, we also left the took the 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 best and the brightest of us and integrated into white society, leaving the black society locking. That's all my that's my standpoint is on it. 
And you, what else you I got on this topic? I, wait, I think that it was, it just, it had to do with, like, the psychological factors of it all. Because honestly, like, you're talking about the fact that the best of the brightest of the black community when it in- integrated with white society, society, leaving us with less, but the only thing really that caused that was the fact that they didn't enter the white community wanting to be black. They entered the white, they entered the white community wanting to fit in. And when they were first integrating, uh, fitting in wasn't being black. Fitting in was conforming to the Eurocentric ideologies that they had in America. So it's not necessarily something that, like, if, if, if we had built ourselves up, like, mentally and, like, psychologically in terms of, like, the Harlem Renaissance, the things that we did with that and all that stuff, if we had just continued with that and continued to... Was that not before integration? It was before integration, but that's what I'm saying. If we continued and built up on that... Right, so of, the continue Instead of abandoning it, then it probably would have been, like, if... The, okay, the Harlem Renaissance, in all of its you know greatness and all of this stuff, it still it even had rifts in it, even like within all of its cultural, because there were black people that wanted to try and prove that they were just as good as white people by writing things and doing things like white people, and then there were black people who wanted to go in the other direction and prove that they were just as good as white people by embracing their African ancestry, and then there was the whole thing of trying to decide, like, are you black or are you American, because that was a completely different thing, and people were trying to grapple with the identity of being both, and so it's just like, in that like, we never really fixed that. Like, we never really fixed that. It's hard even today for African Americans to, like, even identify with the country as a whole because it's just, like, it kind of feels like it's us and them, and it's always been that way. But if we had, if we had, just, if we had just dealt with that in the beginning, then integration probably would have turned out better, and we probably wouldn't have as many of these issues. But at the same time... The big corporations that are pulling the strings behind the curtain benefit from this and make money off of it and products and all kinds of things. So, and they were doing that from the beginning. And that was mainly the only way that, they, that the country survived without slavery because even though there was the reconstruction of the South, which failed, and the country still continued, that was because institutionalized racism was already in place and up and running. So, yeah. That's all fine and dandy, boss. But at the end of the day, the richest of the people in the black community just park up and leave and go elsewhere. Where before integration, you had doctors, you had lawyers, you had business owners, all that lived in the same community. You could, I can give you a prime example of what I'm talking about. And you may not remember this, or you may, or you may remember it. When we were living in Milwaukee, right around the time that President Obama got elected back in 08. And I came to pick you up from school, and I was wearing a suit. And everybody thought that you were President And the little Obama. black boys that were in her class came up to me, and, and it, I was touched by it. But Shorty literally come up to me, and he say, Sir, are you Mr. Obama? And I said, No, why Why you ask me that? He said, See, I told you not just because he has a suit on, he's, he's President Obama. And it clicked for me that this little boy, the only other person that he had ever seen in a suit that was a black man was, and, and this may be a stretch, but this was my deduction from that situation, was me in the fact that he saw President Obama on TV in a suit. So that literally leaves me to believe, it's like, boss, if you don't have anybody like to look up to in, in terms of those things or, or to aspire to be like, I, it... it if 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 I just think about it like this, 
if if I'm a young aspiring businessman and I leave and I go to college and, and get a bachelor's degree, get a master's and get a doctorate, and and I enter into the workforce and end up making millions of dollars, and I move and go away and and integrate myself in a in an affluent white community, the kids that or and I come from um come from a downtrodden. Or, or you know, a, a poor upbringing, and and the children from that neighborhood don't have nobody else to look up to outside of the athlete and the drug dealers. Like, who who you think they can they expire to be like? They ain't gonna expire to be like me because they don't see me. I gone. They don't have nobody, no point of reference for that. And that's what integration did. Integration took our best and brightest out of our communities and wanted them to quote unquote move to a good neighborhood. Now you may at this point in time you may have cities like Atlanta and places like that where integration might not have as a powerful of a pull that it did in in previous times in the advent of social media and the television. But boys, when I was growing up, I didn't have nobody. Everybody that I see used to drive a nice car or dress up nice was was selling drugs. And I grew up in a predominantly quote unquote black country. Yeah, we had black people on our money, but I mean, I just saying, I could only imagine what things would be would be like here in America. So I understand what you're saying with the Harlem Renaissance and people wanting to do this and Ray Ray Lele, all that stuff. Boss, at the end of the day, I ain't trying to case, but at the end of the day, like our situation would have been way better if we didn't integrate into white society. That's just my viewpoint on it. What else we got to talk about? Um, so, yeah, uh, we did mention that we marched today. Um, and that was pretty cool. But, like, w- getting there was interesting because, um, like, when well, as we were, like, trying to get there, like, they were literally blocking off exits on the freeway and all kinds of stuff, like, trying to stop people from getting into Santa Monica, probably trying to stop people from joining into the protest or to stop people from looting and all kinds of stuff. So we had to, like, go an extra, like, country mile just to get into Santa Monica. And then when we got into Santa Monica, we parked, and then we had to walk, like, another country mile to actually get to the demonstration, and we had to walk through the area that people were looting, which was interesting. Um, Took all kinds of pictures and videos there. Um, and it was like, once we did get there though, like we marched for like four hours, like, like I'm tired, like, like I'm sore and I'm young. Okay. This old man over here is over here. Like, Oh, you're young and my knees are on fire. And I'm like, well, that's hey, buddy, hey, just saying boss, listen, these need and run and jump and all kind of other things since I was musty seven years old. I ain't got no time. You can say whatever you want to say. But it was, it was cool because um, the whole thing, like the, give me a second. Um, we were, tr- they were like working to bring, um, they were working to bring the awareness to like that community because they know that people aren't going to come from there, and we had so we had to go to them. And so we were walking through neighborhoods and all kinds of stuff, and we were chanting and we were yelling and 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 it was pretty cool. Like, um, it was my first time doing anything like that, and I'm I'm glad that I did it and. Um, there were friends, you know, voicing their concerns because they'd heard about, like, the treatment of peaceful protesters and all that stuff, and they wanted me to stay safe, which I appreciated, but I don't think that I would have changed my mind, even knowing, like, knowing all of that, because, well, I didn't, and I would do it again, even though, like, this experience turned out to be, like, safe, I guess, relatively, like, we weren't any, we weren't there when the tear gas and the rubber bullets really popped off, 
Like, we weren't in that area. But I, I would still do it again, even if that had happened. Like, I would, I would still do it again. Because, like, I mean, this is something, like, like I said, I'm living through a historical time. So I'm going to be able to tell my kids and my grandkids about this. And I don't want... I don't want them to come home from school one day and be like, hey, mama, where were you in the 2020 riots? And then I'd just be like, oh, you know, watching Netflix. <laughs> watching Netflix. Like, I don't, Family I don't, matters. I don't want that to be my legacy. Like, because, I mean, even today, when we, whenever we're learning about, whenever we learn about 9-11, they always say, your parents were there, so you can ask them, blah, 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 where they were during 9-11, because everybody remembers. Everybody remembers. They know exactly where they were, exactly what they were doing. And so... I don't want my story to be when I what I, exactly what I was doing when they were happening to be you know chilling at home watching the world burn just the way things go like I want to be able to say like I was out there because like I did things like I didn't because I knew that if I didn't go out there I'd be kicking myself for years afterwards like you want, you you should for, you should for sure want to be able to say I was in them streets I was in them streets. <laughs> Like it that's just that's just how I feel about it. Like I know that I'm going to it was kind of just like what you were saying about how um you were like voicing all your opinions and stuff on social media when you hadn't really gone out and done anything and that was kind of just like how I was feeling. I was just like I can't sit here and talk about how people are mad about the way that we're protesting and they need to figure figure out like what they want us to do because obviously nothing is working if I'm not doing anything. Like I can't sit up and pretend to be some kind of activist or, you know, somebody that has like all of the right opinions and knows exactly what needs to happen in the country if I can't even like go out there and try to fight for it. Like I can't just sit behind the I can't just sit behind the big desk and be like, yeah, you go here, you go there and everybody shut up. Like that's not that's not how that that's not how I want to work. That's not how that's gonna work. That's never how that's gonna work. And so I know that I had to do something. Even though I'm one person, I was one of many, many people. And it's just like it's better. It's a better feeling. It's kind of selfish because, like, it's a better feeling knowing that you did something so you can at least say that you did. But it's also, like, I feel like I was obligated to go out there. Like, if I didn't go out there, I knew that I would regret it. And I knew that years down the line, I would have been like, man, I wonder what would have happened. And now I don't have to think about what if because I did it. I agree. What else we got? Just this topic heavy. Let's lighten up the situation. 2020 has been a... Black Mirror, Twilight Zone, Bandersnatch, Jumanji episode, <laughs> all Bro, rolling the one. The game, either roll the dice or close it. Um, Get out. A couple of weeks ago, they put out a statement. NASA was it NASA? I don't know who uh, it was. It, it was either NASA, FBI, or the White House or somebody, boss. Put out the statement that they confirm that they have confirmed footage of of UFOs. And yeah. and literally, it was like nobody cares. Like a, nobody a, cares. It was a blip <laughs> on it the on like, the on the proverbial radar uh, uh, of the world. One more check for apocalypse bingo. <laughs> like it literally, it, nobody cared. Everybody was too busy worrying about other things. Literally, like people were more interested on learning about like pit bulls on Snapchat than they were about like <laughs> daggone UFOs that like the FBI is like, oh yeah, by the way, um, y'all are right. Like really, nobody cared. And it's, it's hilarious to me because it's just like, we are so like, we're so done <laughs> with 2020 at this point. Wait, it's May. 
Like, what was it? It was, okay, it was it was Kobe Bryant's death. It was wildfires in Australia. It was, um, what was it? It was, it was Kobe Bryant's death. It was wildfires in Australia. And then COVID literally came and smacked us in the face at the end of February, even though it was already kind of there. And then, what was it? Um, floods, killer hornets, hurricanes, earthquakes. I got you right now. Um, a World War Three scare, because mm-hmm. the president is a retard. Um, Kobe Bryant and his daughter's dead. Australia's, Australia burning down. Um, the worldwide pandemic. All sporting events get canceled. Confirmed UFO sightings. Um, they had murder hornets. I don't know what that is, but back in my days, I was coming up hornets was a gang. Um, <laughs> they had um parallel universe would end up being a hoax, so that, that wasn't real. And then now they got rides all across the country. And now, oh yeah, anonymous. If y'all know anonymous, yes, Google it. They back. So, They're back. I remember when, in, when it's May. So when anonymous was popping out the first time, I was in elementary school. And I was kind of just like, huh, this is kind of cool. Oh, my gosh. Who's anonymous? <laughs> They're anonymous. They don't know. <laughs> it was so, it, I, was, I was cringy. Don't, don't at me, okay? I, I was a cringy 10-year-old, and that's just how things were. You will never look back on yourself and think, man, I was such a cool kid. You will not. I guarantee it. No matter where you are right now in a year, you'll look back and be like, bro, why did I do, why did I act? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're going to stay up late at night thinking about all the embarrassing things that you did in the last six months. And I'm sure that there are a lot because we've been stuck at home and you've been, and some of you probably live by yourselves and do all kinds of things that you're comfortable with now because you, there's no one around to see it. Home in the house and I'm in the house bored. What, so, else, yeah. what else we got? Um, I, I honestly, I wonder like, I wonder how aliens feel about being ignored. <laughs> Like, like, are they offended? They're like them little dirty <laughs> bastards on Earth. They finally came out and acknowledged the fact that we've been ripping and running in this mother lover for however long. Put out the information and everybody can pretend like we don't exist. <laughs> like, like, I wonder, like, like, how would they feel about that? Because, like, it, I mean, I don't want to, like, it reminds me of this story in um, this collection of the Martian Chronicles. Sorry. <laughs> But um, what is the Martian Chronicles? Is the Martian Chronicles is like a collection of like sci-fi tales by Ray Bradbury, and they're all really good. And I love the book. I always reread it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I think I'm on like my seventh time right now. Um, but anyway, <laughs> one of the stories in um, one of the stories in uh, the, the Martian, Martian Chronicles, Chronicles was. Go the astronauts from Earth, like, land on Mars to be like, hey, we're from Earth, and, like, nobody cares. Like, literally nobody cares. Like, the rocket lands, and people are going about their normal day. They knock on some, some lady's house, and she's like, hmm, okay, go to this house. And so they go to that house, and they're like, yeah, um, we're astronauts, we're from Earth, blah, 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 and they're all getting really frustrated that they don't have a parade, a party, because, you know, they're so, like, self-righteous and entitled. And that's just how America is. Um... <laughs> And so, um, eventually, they end up, like, at this one place, and they're just like, oh, you are, of course you are, yes, you are, 100%, an, um, an astronaut from Earth, in a planet that is, like, 4 billion light years away, because that makes sense, that makes so much sense, and then, um, they get, like, welcomed by all the residents in this big, like, commune-looking place, and it turns out to be an insane asylum, <laughs> and so, basically, everybody thought that they were, they, like, in, on that, like, in that particular city on mars like 
the mass hallucinations and like things like that were normal and like since they could do all kinds of like sensory like illusions and all kinds of things like seeing and hearing things that weren't real was completely normal so they all thought that at least one of them was crazy and was creating all of the other astronauts and the rocket and so they were just like y'all just gonna have to get euthanized <laughs> and so and so um they were trying like really hard they were trying really hard to convince the guy that they were actually real and he was like yeah okay and then he shoots the lead astronaut and then he's surprised that the other three astronauts are still there because he's like wow illusions that last beyond the host's death this is just incredible this is a new level of insanity like wow like wow and then he shoots the rest of the three astronauts and then he's looking at the rocket and he's just like bro why is this still here and then he's just like oh i must be crazy and then he shoots himself and then they take the rocket to the scrap heap and then they continue on with their lives like nothing happened and it's just like well okay then but yeah so aliens are mad i feel like i feel like aliens are a little mad they might be a little peeved because like we're supposed we're probably like lowly life forms to them and the fact that we haven't even like glanced in their direction after like making a big fuss about it for so many years it's probably just like well well now i don't want to come out there's like the ghetto ignored us. <laughs> the the armpit of the universe. The armpit of the universe finally acknowledged that we have been in their atmosphere for years, and they don't care. That's why we dropped off COVID nineteen, suckers. <laughs> yeah, I, you aliens, you're just like I feel neglected. <laughs> I am neglected. I am appalled. I'm filing for divorce. <laughs> Good luck, Milky Way Galaxy. See how you do without us. And that's how 2020 is going. If you needed an explanation. No, I honestly can. Be- I honestly believe it's it's May, right? No, it's June. Today is June one. So, oh boy, here we go. Um, every month this year has been something new. Bring so, out the fire comets. <laughs> so, I honestly feel like before the end of the year, um, they're gonna have a confirmation that we have made contact. With extraterrestrials. I mean, there was the first launching of like humans into space in like nine years yesterday, wasn't it? Or the day before yesterday on Saturday. So SpaceX. yeah, SpaceX. Yeah. And they like supposedly going to the International Space Station and something like you know, and I think that they're doing that because they were just like, you know what, we need to open up communication with these folks because if we can just negotiate with them and get them to stop screwing the world over, that'd be great. It's going to be interesting to see. What else we got on the topic? This is going to be a short episode. Okay, so this is like, all right, I know that these are like, you know, everything is, you know, so dark and bleak and gloomy or whatever. But guys, they put Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix. Right. Listen, okay, I can can nerd out for a little bit. If y'all ain't never watched Avatar The Last Airbender, and y'all could come fight me. But this is what I about to say, and I don't care what. Hands down, one of the hardest anime that's been out in the last solid 10 years. Last ever. Avatar The Last Airbender is golden. Golden. Okay? Avatar The Last Airbender has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Who else can say that? Who else can say that? No one else can say that. Like... What? And we all know what that 1% was. I mean, The Great Divide is, like, the least favorite episode. But, like, it's still a good episode. Like, like a show is only as good as its filler episodes. And Avatar The Last Airbender was on the next level. Like, I mean, like, it, like, blah. Okay. It came out. It was a hit. 
obviously because like everything like the plot the characters like the settings the powers the depth that was put into the show like it was all great right it goes away for like 30 years okay people miss it because nothing has touched it since all right debatable but whatever and then it comes back and it's number one again and people wonder why okay like avatar the last airbender like like okay zuko's redemption arc alone (laughs) was enough to rival like some of the greatest like written redemption arcs in cinematic history like i mean I, i don't know what else you want me to tell you like he literally went from thinking that he was not worthy of his father's love to thinking bro bro forget my dad are you kidding me he burned half of my face off because i talked about you know using nude recruits as cannon fodder was bad sorry for spoilers but if y'all hadn't watched it by now it's honestly your fault yeah the wife like 10 years old but i do agree with you the only thing that i wish didn't exist in our universe was was m night Shyamalan messing it up like i don't know whoever decided to say you know what we should do we should make a, a, a live auction version of the last airbender and you know who we should get to direct it m night Suckalon. <laughs> Because that's what he did. He sucked. Bro, oh like the God. girls just was watching it the other day just out of curiosity. And it was so bad. It was bad to the point where they wasn't. Not only the not only was the storyline. So listen, listen, <laughs> when you have when, when you have three seasons of an animated series, that's pretty much laid out for you. Just laid like out. Laid out. There is nothing that you. This is change. the character. This is the character development. These are what the story arcs are. This is the box story. This is how it ends from start to finish. It's like, it's literally like... There's almost no wiggle room. A, it's, it's you like, don't need wiggle room. I'm like, going to give you like a basketball analogy. It's literally like you playing basketball and use LeBron James and you playing a bunch of, against a bunch of element, elementary school children and all you got to do is stand up and put the ball in there. Literally. That's all you have to do. But then you decide that you're going to get down on their level and try and actually do things in a way that might make it better. You didn't make it better. You made it worse. You lost the game. Okay? You, you lost the game. You let them tackle you. You let them grab onto your legs. You couldn't move, and you fell over. You lost the game. You big giant. You lost the game. They literally, in the movie, was calling people by the wrong name. No, okay. The thing is, though, that that's the only thing that the movie's got right. The only thing that the movies got right was the pronunciation of the names. Because the pronunciations of the names were correct. Um, are you fighting them, mate? Because ain't but, nobody talking. I ain't name in Ong. Like, are you fighting you? Don't come around me talking about no Ong. If you say Ong, like, you're already, like, can't... S- nope, not, I'm not going to use that terminology. You are bad in my book. You are a slice of moldy bread to me. And I, you are, you know, you're one of the end breads of the loaf. <laughs> like, I will not. No, I will not engage. Never. Okay? If you come up to me and try to talk about Sokka and you say Soka, I am drop kicking you into next week. All right? I don't care. All right? If you talk about Uncle Iroh, one of the most iconic characters, and all of them are iconic characters, by the way, and you call him Eero, all right? We rolling down a hill or pushing you down some stairs because I cannot handle that. I cannot handle it. And it's just like, you guys, you, it's, Watching the movie is just like it was blatantly clear that they did not watch the show. Like, I feel like they sat down, read like the plot, and were just like, all right, we can work with this. And and then they and then they didn't. <laughs> like, firebenders don't need to have a fire source to bend fire. That is the point. It's a big thing, okay? It's a whole big thing. Firebending is energy. 
It is producing energy. It is not, hey, here's a flame. Let me make it wave. <laughs> like, do you know how frustrated I was every time they went to a so-called Fire Nation colony and there were just giant fire pits in the middle of nowhere? And, like, they just, the Fire Nation just show up and just bend the fire and then everybody be like, oh, no, fire. Like, you can just put out the fire. How are they going to restart the fire? They can't fire bend. Like... <laughs> Yeah, and it was it was it's the stupid. graphics. I know that the, I know that came out in the early two thousands, but the graphics for that movie were completely unacceptable. You know what else came out in the early two thousands? Avatar, the regular one with the blue people, and those yeah, graphics you know are totally the, amazing. And you know what the graphics look like in that? Spe- Better than spectacular. So exactly, no. no excuse. No excuse. You no longer have any excuse. And I mean, you literally you knew what the characters looked like, or I I mean, you didn't if you didn't watch the show. But like, I don't. I don't I don't understand why why the water tribe people, you know, the actual brown people in the show aren't brown and then the the fire nation people, the people in the show that aren't brown, were brown. It's not it's not too bad, you know. It's not like oh well, you know, this is just the way things are and well, they might as well just throw the whole show away. But like I mean, there's a reason that they were drawn and cast and created the way they were. Um, and I guess people could argue as like, oh, but that's the same as making Ariel black. But like Ariel's race doesn't have anything to do with the story at all. Like nothing about her character has anything to do with her skin color. Like her skin, like her, the, the story would not be impacted at all if she, if she were different, except maybe she probably wouldn't have actually made it to Ursula and made it out the ocean if she were black. But that's just me. Cause like I know like if Trident were black like he wasn't playing none of that like as soon as she started collecting stuff he was like uh uh-uh. uh nope Mm-mm. nope where you get this from nope <laughs> who hosts you who 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 hosts you get this from you need to call him right now tell him can get it bro if she went when she was swimming up talking about she grown when she's sixteen go to your cove <laughs> come here let me karate chop you in your throat. <laughs> Like I'm sorry. That's the, I mean that's the only way that I would think the story would be different at all. And honestly, it'd probably be, turn out better that way cuz she literally she was a princess in an underwater kingdom. Okay. And she left the ocean. She left the ocean for a nice pair of blue eyes and some legs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like Sebastian had a whole song about why why the ocean was so much better, and it is. I mean, it's not. I mean, we've only discovered like two less than two percent of it. Are we going into space? Honestly, it's terrifying. We might as well go into space because the ocean is scarier than space. That's what I think. I agree. Some of the stuff that they found in the bottom of the ocean, I don't want to go there. Mm-mm, I don't want to go there. Glue in the dock. But it's just like 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 you you. I just I find it very hard to believe that you can look at someone. And fall so head over heels for them that you would automatically leave your family behind. Like, honestly, that's just fangirling to me. Like, I think that that was just a celebrity crush. She didn't even know. She, she like, I just, I Old just. young. I'm going to play listen, this back for you in a couple of years. No, no, I'm already 16. I'm as old as Ariel was when she made that terrible decision. And I haven't run away from y'all yet. Okay? Yet. <laughs> Listen, listen, I'm not going anywhere. But like We'll like, see. Like, as a princess, like she's cool. You know, she's smart, she's curious, inquisitive, all those great things. And you know, that's awesome. She's 
a good role model for adventurous little children. But, like, you cannot tell me that her leaving the ocean forever was justified at all. I don't think so. But I don't also debate about Disney princesses and their decisions at the end of the day. I do, because um, I have nothing better to do What else? What, COVID. What else we got on the agenda? The second coming. What that is? I don't know what that is. What is this? The second coming? You know, you know when Jesus like comes Jesus back? Like, Jesus come back? And takes, like, everybody that actually believes in him. The rapture? Just eats off back to heaven to leave all the rest of you to suffer and die for seven years in the hell that is on earth that will come after the second coming or the rapture? Yeah. It's right. coming. It's 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 coming. Okay, all of the signs are there. I sleepy, but I don't know if I want to talk about this. Yeesh. No. All of the signs are there, okay? There's already, there's the plagues, there's the bugs, there's the fire, there's the, the floods, there's the earthquakes, okay? Okay? Like, almost all the seals have been broken, all right? Like, he coming. And first of all... <laughs> he coming. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know a lot of y'all thinking, oh... Okay, well, I'm Christian, so I'm safe. I don't think so. Here's why. Because even though the Bible... This is about, an Anissa episode. <laughs> even though the Bible talks about, like, how important, like, you have, like, you know, believing in God and all that stuff and, like, finding the you right path and all kinds of things. No, no. You will, you will not play the music on me, okay? We go fear the block in a minute. This is not the Grammys. You will not do this to me. Okay. Like, I know all that is important, but being Christian does not automatically make you a good person. Like, there's, like, years of history where Christians and Catholics have just been terrible people, and they've done it in the name of the Lord, and it's honestly been blasphemous, but they didn't see it that way. Like, the church literally collected taxes on people, and they're like, you know what? You'll go to heaven if you give me 50 pence. (laughs) That's all you need. You want to repent your sins? Give me some money. Put it in the cash thingy, offerings. I mean, we still kind of do that, but not for the same reasons. But I feel like it still stemmed from that, in a way. But, like, nowadays, we would hope that the money still goes to good things. It don't. Because <laughs> they tax-exempt, and, uh, yeah, don't even get me started on that. But, like, I mean, being Christian does not inherently make you a good person. You can, like, there are people who do terrible things in the name in the name of God, and it's just, like, if you... Slavery. If, if you... if if you're Christian and you can't like, okay. The thing that is interesting to me is that people try to nitpick. Like everybody tries to nitpick the Bible. They use and take the things that they consider to be true to help their cause and only their cause. And they don't take the whole truth because the whole truth isn't what they're actually talking about. And they just want something that's going to help them in the long run. And that frustrates me. But being Christian doesn't make you automatically a good person. You have to actually be a good person and be Christian. And it's just like you there's there's being being a good person like you being a good Christian doesn't mean that you go to church every Sunday. It just means that you follow the values, you follow the rules and you try and you try not to hate people. Like I mean, of course, there's more to it than that. But, like, with all of the judgment, like, judgment is literally what we're trying not to do as Christians. Like, judgment is not a thing we should do because the only one, the only being that can judge us is God. Like, we can't judge Tupac others. said it best. We can't judge others in the name of God because we are not God. Even if we were made in his image, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he is the only one that can judge us. So everybody that's like Christian or Catholic then takes the time to judge people with the way that they live their lives. You're, you're not, that's not, <sighs> focus on other things. 
That's all I have to say. Focus on other things. Actually love people. Try not to use your religion to judge others. If you want to be a bigot, be a bigot, but don't do it in the name of the Lord. Please. Because that's not going to get you into heaven. You can say that you believe in God, but honestly, I feel like if you believe in God and you're still a sinner, like if you believe in God and you still don't have those values, you can believe in God all you want to. But if you're not a Christian deep down in your heart, you ain't going nowhere. That's how I feel about it. And I honestly feel like being an atheist doesn't make you a bad person either inherently like if you just don't believe in it for other reasons but you're still an amazing person you could probably still go to heaven you probably don't care that you could go to heaven because you don't believe in heaven but that's okay like i don't think that is really like that serious like i mean if you're going to be a christian and be a bad person then there's got to be an atheist that's a good person i have friends that are <laughs> atheists and they're good people in my opinion what what yeah oh yeah that's allowed by the way for the people that think that you can't have friends or date outside of your religion for some religions that's true that you can't date outside of your religion i'm not saying that but there are people that think oh if you have friends that are atheists then you're like deviant or whatever and i'm not a deviant maybe um <laughs> but like me having atheist friends does not make me any less christian and me liking my atheist friends doesn't make me any less christian because i don't try First of all, y'all over here trying to convert people, and I understand that, but don't aggressively convert people. If they already say that they don't want it, they don't want it. Like, that's them, okay? Secondly, all right, if I'm not influenced by my atheist friends to not believe in God. Like, I believe what I believe, and they don't believe what they don't believe, and that's just how it is. And they respect that, and I res they, they respect my decisions, and I respect theirs. So, like, don't bag on atheists just because they don't believe what you believe, because that's hypocritical. And if you think that it's not, pick up a Bible, okay? Do you know how many people that Jesus sat with that didn't fall in the ways of the Lord? Like, that was literally a whole, like, that was literally, like, a whole book, like, wasn't it? Like, a whole chapter? Yeah, I think so. Sitting with, like, you know, the sinners and the... You got three minutes prostitutes and the tax collectors and all kinds of those people right like that's just how it was you know and um if you think that listen the world is ending <laughs> <laughs> and our podcast is ending thank y'all for tuning in this has been another episode of jmt pod this is devon this is anisa we signing off boss because your boy them dieting thing man them been walking around all day talking with black lives matter yep this is a peaceful protest. Black lives matter. No justice, no, no peace. peace. No justice, no, no peace. peace. We sign a note. Y'all be safe out there. To all my protesters and all my looters, you know, stay do what safe, you do, stay boy. Strong. Stay safe, stay strong. Black That's lives matter. All them lost. Burn everything down. Let God figure it out. Also, corporations do not equal human lives. Boom. That I have to say, too. Boom, boom. And we off. Peace and chicken grease. Yep. Bye-bye.